you a woman searching for purpose and success? A housewife? Maybe a single mother? You're in the right place. Welcome to Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Activate. Motivate. Inspire. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. I am Miss Lisa Nobles, your hostess, and I am so excited and elated to have you joining with me today. Speaking of today, our topic consists of leveraging the power of your unique voice for your business. And I have a very important guest joining me today at the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. This segment is dedicated in sharing keys of why business owners can leverage the power of their unique voice through tools such as live streaming, podcast interview, interviews, and tele-summits, to name a few, to shine in their purpose. And I want to give a warm welcome to our guest queen, Altavise Peltzer, founder of Taking Women from Abuse to Applause. This is her segment number two an extension of her segment number one i am so elated for you all to get ready to dive in with her in her information on leveraging your voice she is a best-selling author professional speaker podcaster vip live streamer live streamer life coach and founder of the online your voice and reactivate me communities at her core she is the mom of four who once was homeless and which that greatly impacted and affected and influenced out of decision to motivate women and youth in finding their unique voice. She takes women from abuse to applause by equipping them to define in defining, accepting and utilizing their unique voice as a speaker or an author. Family, our focus today is leveraging the power of your unique voice for your business. Alto Vice, welcome again and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hey, Sandy listeners, this is Alto And so Listen, I am a business owner that has gone through some journey, some things yes. happened in this great journey into entrepreneurship. But along the way, I've learned some great things. But the most important thing that I've learned was being transparent mm-hmm. and being able to leverage my unique voice mm-hmm. to not only grow and expand my business, but to be able to connect directly with my target audience. Right. I love that. All right, Altavis, let's jump right in. Queen, I'm so excited. Are you ready, family? Then let's talk about it. Leveraging the power of your unique voice for your business. Okay, let's let's head right on in. Can you share a personal experience which which shares how you became more attuned to in finding your unique voice within your business? So first I have to say that as entrepreneurs, a lot of times there's there's this idea that I can't be transparent with my followers. I can't, I must have this facade. I must have this, this, the game face on at all times. But what ends up happening is people think that you are, you know, there are a level of perfection that they're trying to achieve. Right. We see it a lot. 
where we see, you know, oh, we saw so many people showing up and they always had their face made and their hair was always done. Yes. And they was, you know, walking around with a size two, you know, waist and all of these different things. And we thought that that was what we had to do right. in order for people to accept us. Right. But the game done changed. The game and the reality done changed. Is, mm-hmm. <laughs> the reality is. Guess what? Mm-hmm. I can show up authentically me. Yeah. And when I show up authentically me, what that does is it provides a connection with my audience that if I was just coming on and just speaking numbers, just coming on and just talking um, business, right. just coming on and just telling them, you know, this is what it is and then leaving, then they would never make that connection with me. Right. But we found that literally showing up in your unique voice, mm-hmm. showing them behind the veil yes. has given entrepreneurs a whole new outlook on business. Yes, I love that. Can you es- expound a little bit more about that whole new outlook upon business? In essence, that must be an empowering transition from going from one, you know, like you said, one concept of how we should look this way. But yet when we show up authentically and in, in, in our realness, it empowers that entrepreneur. Can you explain explain a little bit more about that? Definitely. So we are in the season of tribes and communities. Yes. And tribes and communities are built off of a central theme. We all like unicorns. We all like brownies. Yeah. Uh, we like wearing t-shirts all year round. Literally, there are communities centralized around any and everything. Right. Well, Guess what? The same can be done for your business and your brand when you are transparent with people. That means showing up, letting them know what's going on when you got your hair done and when it's not done. And what you've seen is a lot more videos of people coming up and just showing you behind the scenes. They're showing you what life is like on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Um, If they're going through the drive-thru, they're showing you the drive-thru. Like, I mean, it's that simple and it all boils down to having the conversation just talking to people we've gotten to a point where people are now frustrated and sick to their stomachs when it comes to people always you know showing up saying buy my stuff buy my stuff buy my stuff you know people who are always doing those posts where they want to tag 99 people because they have you know, this sale going on or that sale going on, but you're not really building up a community. And when you decide that you're going to build that community, it makes all the difference. I mean, we can see it. Look at the the people that have become celebrities just by doing uh, videos on YouTube or videos on Periscope or, you know, going live on Facebook. They've built up that community. Guess what? You as the entrepreneur can definitely use that resource and do the same. Right. I love that. I love that. And then it helps uh, the audience connect more to the business owner or the entrepreneur because they, they become across more relatable is what I would think or what I hear you say. So what are, what are your thoughts concerning business owners in this case who are introverted? Because you, you advocate a lot about introvertism and how we need to step out of that box a little bit, but according to our own personality. What, what are your thoughts concerning that? 
So the big thing with being the introvert is introverts, I love having my space. I don't necessarily want to be in a room of a hundred people. And as an entrepreneur, that can be my demise. (laughs) But there Mm -hmm. are so many options for me now with just having that transparency and letting other people know, guess what? You're not alone. That's the biggest message when you share your unique voice is I'm Mm -hmm. sharing that you're not alone. There's somebody out there that's going through or has been through exactly what you're, you know, where you are and what you're going through. So as the introvert, I had to make my own way Yes, because there wasn't any introverts out there saying, hey, when you do live events, this is what you should do, you know, for an introvert. There wasn't introverts out there saying, hey, if you're an entrepreneur and you're an introvert, here's what you should do. Right. And because of that, I'm sure that there have probably been many entrepreneurs who were introverts who did not make it past a certain level. They may have been a part of that five-year, you know, don't make it past five-year stigma Mm -hmm. when it comes to entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. simply because they didn't know that they could find their own way of doing things. Right. So what what does that look like? For me as an entrepreneur um, that's an introvert, Mm-hmm. Going live is everything for me. Right. I don't have to be in a room of 300 people, but I can do a video and have 300 people in the video. I love it. Mm-hmm. You I know, I can that. do mm-hmm. a video and have a thousand people in the video. Right. I don't have to be in a room of a thousand people. But guess what? I can still allow people to know who I am, who I serve and how I serve just from doing that live video. I love that. I love that. I love that. So, Altavis, why are you passionate about teaching business owners how to leverage their power in order to maximize their business potential? I feel like for so long, mm-hmm. there were so many people that were telling you you had to be you had to be this level in order to be successful. You had to sign up for this program in order to be successful. You had to be riding in a Lamborghini in order to be successful. Like, I feel as though we had, there were so many high expectations placed upon entrepreneurship that you had people going out and renting Airbnbs right. to be able to put on this persona. Or let's, 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 be, let's look at the honesty of it. We have the mother who, with the little daughter, little Tay, who went and was utilizing real estate property that wasn't even theirs. You know, in order right. to put on this facade. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need to do that. But because people think that that's what you need to do, they're going to go to this extreme. And then what happens? The, the woman ends up losing her job. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. your child is, there's a lot going on there. But <laughs> right. that's a whole other story. But look at what you really went through when there were things you could have done in cahoots with the real estate properties that you were using, mm-hmm. there were things you could have done, but you were trying so hard to put on this persona and boost yourself up. It, it didn't need to be done that way. I get it. I and get it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's crazy because then you think every, I, the, I think the most memorable video that I've seen on Facebook mm-hmm. was, I think it was with Eric War. And somebody was interviewing him, and he was driving himself Mm -hmm. in his Cadillac. Yes. 
to McDonald's. And, you know, I mean, he, they were driving and they drove past the McDonald's. And he said, that's the McDonald's I always go to. Right. It wasn't, oh, you know, I, I have a, a personal. Now, granted, I'm sure he has times where there's a chef that comes to the home and all things like that. Right. I'm sure. Because, I and listen, there's times where I would like to have a chef come into my home. Right, of to, course. As a single mother of 14, you know, I'm right. I would love a chef coming to my home. But the reality was, okay, if that person has made all this notoriety, notoriety and they're driving a Cadillac and they're, they're okay with that and they're okay with going through the drive-thru or going into a McDonald's to get right. something to eat, they're all right with that, then there's, there's somebody, somebody's lying. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand. I get it. I get it. You know, I think about, you know, I've had guests in the past and one of the things that I appreciate so desperately about my guests is when they're able to share their story authentically because my platform is basically built on from the premise of, you know, this is where we were, but this is how I build myself up. So even in sharing your story, you know, this is, you can be here, but this is where you can go to, but it's going to take some hard work. And, and that's what I love about each guest when they come is because I want the audience to always be able to connect this. Yeah. This person may be a millionaire now, or they may just have, you know, 106 figures, whatever their, their, their success story is. There was a time where they weren't right there and now they are, you know, and they can relate to each person that's listening. So I can appreciate um, what you're speaking upon now. So describe what my voice consists of. That's that's a part of your coaching program. What does my voice consist of? So when we look at what's my voice. Because mm-hmm. I always get people who say, well, what if I don't want to write a book? What if I don't want right. to be a speaker? Mm-hmm. Your voice is not just you going and speaking or you writing words. Right. Your voice is everything that you've been through. It's right. your pivotal moments, mm-hmm. those moments that really made you go left or go right in your life. Yes. It's a combination of the wisdom and the experience that you've had. Right. That's your voice. I love And that. when we neglect that, Mm-hmm. We are literally shutting ourselves down from every opportunity that can come our way because guess what? We forget just how wise we really are. Yeah. We forget the things that we've really learned along this journey. Listen, if you touch the pan and it's hot, you learn not to touch it no more. Right. At the end of the day, if it's hot, don't touch it's, it. it. <laughs> if it's I hot, love don't it. Touch it. <laughs> I love that. So when sharing your voice, our brand, your brand story, what are two key elements that need to be consistent? So I always tell people that when I'm sharing my brand story or when I'm sharing my personal voice, mm-hmm. I always have to be consistent in saying, okay, is it following where I want my target to be able to go? So am right. I talking directly to my target? Right. What happens happens is one of the things that you find is inconsistency in people. Right. Because they get a little success and then they say, okay, let me switch it up so that way I can have these people come too. Right. Let me switch it up so I can have these people added in too. Right. And 
that's that that fear, that's that FOMO, fear of missing out. So I if, love that. if I'm if I'm too, you know, niche with my, my target and too niche with my story and utilizing my voice, then it's FOMO. I'm going to miss out on some other uh, client. I'm going to miss out on some other opportunity. But the thing that I've learned about that mm-hmm. is that when I have that fear of missing out yes. and I decide to extend myself to do something else, mm-hmm. I end up being a hindrance to that audience. I, hindrance, yes. I literally am a hindrance to that client or that customer because right. I'm not authentically giving them exactly what they need. I love that. I love that. I love that because what what I hear you saying is that, again, that goes back to even what you said in your previous segment about just being relatable because people will appreciate our authenticity. And if we truly, what I'm hearing you say, if we really truly want others to grow and we're investing in our business from that perspective, we have to be authentic and so that they can grab a hold to the content that's meant to change their lives. I love that. I love what you're saying. So how can business, yeah, how can business professionals leverage their voice in a loud and busy society? How can they be distinctive out to these? And that's where I got to say, listen, Mm -hmm. I got to take what I love and put it to work. And so it was interesting. I just saw an article where there is uh, a female mechanic. She has a female, she has um, an auto shop. Uh And what she did was she said, I know my target audience. I know what it is that they love. Mm -hmm. They love to get their hair and nails done. So while they're getting their car taken care of, now they can get their hair and nails done. Yes. That's talking directly to your audience. That's using your unique voice. Because, listen, I know that for me, you know, when I go to get a car fixed and get the oil yes. changed, who wants to sit in there for an hour two yes. hours? Yes. 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 Who wants to do that? Who wants to just sit in there for two hours? This has been a complaint of the women of, of forever. Right. But... Because a man does not have that same mentality. Of course. That's not their voice. Right. So that's not going to stand out for them. Mm-hmm. But for women, oh, that's going to stand out. Why? Because what? We've been complaining for, for the longest time. And yeah. sometimes your unique voice for your brand, mm-hmm. that's what it does. It answers a question or it solves a problem. Yes. I love that. Can you give an another example or further expound upon when you're saying your brand it answers a, a question or solves a problem? Because I know even last year I got stuck in that area, so I can a, 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 attest to other people who will be able to relate to that. How will people know or begin to figure out if they're starting their business from scratch, for example, if they're how to figure out what their business question that needs to be answered and what are they trying to solve? What would you suggest? I always survey my audience. Yes. I'm always talking to my potential clients and there's mm-hmm. so many opportunities to do it. Mm-hmm. So you can poll and ask questions. You can ask current or past clients. Yeah. There's, you know, options to, to find out 
do that research and say, what is it that you actually need? And then for some, it's just the conversation. Right. Look at what conversations are going on right now. Right. So one of my clients, she uh, works with women who are coming out of domestic violent relationships. Right. And so for her, I'm always telling her, you know, make sure you're paying attention to what the what is the conversation that's being had at the moment. Right. So I think it was last week or the week before there was a video going around of a young lady who was in a domestic violent relationship and heard the guy she was talking to had a yes. gun to her head. Yes. And he was asking, do you trust me? And she was saying, I trust you. Go ahead and pull the trigger. Wait, what? No, right. for somebody who hasn't dealt with domestic violence. Right. That's not going to be, that's not, it's going to be like, oh, they're stupid. Oh, they're right. teenagers. Oh, this, oh, that. But for somebody who's going through domestic violence, that conversation is going to be something. That's and she immediately, as soon as she saw it, she went right live and started talking about it. She right. said, listen, we need to talk. Let's, what's going on? Did you see the video? Did right. you? That's what it's about. It's about yeah. building that conversation. And then what ends up happening in that instance mm -hmm. is she had someone else say, you know, I had that happen and I never even thought about it in the moment of how dangerous and serious it really was. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that. Guess what? Mm. That just took it to a whole nother level because now if I'm working with women who are in domestic violent relationships, I'm going to put something together that's going to say, okay, what's, what's the extremes? What's the, right. what, you know, it looks like love in the moment. Right. But is that really what it is? You know, I'm going to go and start creating things. And so that's what she's been doing, creating, you know, some programs and, and classes and stuff for women because that's what it is. In the moment, that felt like love. It felt like, oh, I trust him and he yes. loves me so much and he would not. What? She say, what? <laughs> that's not love. <laughs> that is not love. It's, it's finding out what's talked about in the in, what's talked about. So if that's the case, then how do we how do we offset that? How do we rebuild? Right. How do and and this is the thing. Then because now we're being reactive to the video, but mm -hmm. then how do we go to the extreme and be proactive right. for the next generation? Right. I love that's that. answering the question through and through. That's literally I see a problem. I need to figure out an answer to this problem. Now, some things are mm -hmm. going to happen, and we can't always answer it. There's some things right. that have to be answered on a government level and things of that nature. There's other, you know, things that can be implemented. But on my level, what can I do? Right. In my local level, what can I do? And right. that's where answering the question comes in. I love that. I love that because, in essence, um, as you're finding your unique voice, that's what's going to draw that question or that problem, that solution out for you to be the solution for your customers or your potential customers, in essence, is what I'm hearing you say. So in order to keep going and build that business and to have the right question, we have to be, again, what you spoke about earlier, authentic. Because that's the only way we're going to open ourselves up for the opportunity to be able to solve the problem for our audience. I love that. Can I change my voice? Your system talks about this. So can I change my voice? So this is the thing. And, and I put it to people this way. You know, 
it's, it's interesting because you get you have people that always say is you need to stay in your lane. You need mm-hmm. to stay in your lane. Well, that's cute, but at some point I need to get off the highway. At some point I need to go <laughs> somewhere. I, I to get to my actual destination. I can't just keep driving straight. Right. At some point I'm gonna have to make a turn, a left, a right, <laughs> pull into a parking lot. Right. There's some things that are going to happen. So it's not so much staying in my lane. Right. But am I using my turning signals? You better say that. Am I checking for who's around me? Am I checking for the traffic around me? So when I when I hear people, you know, ask me the question of, you know, can I change my voice? You definitely can. Because the thing happens is as I grow and mature, I'm going to take in more wisdom. I'm right. going to take in more information. And so I may switch something up a bit. I may right. add something that I didn't have in the beginning. Yes. It's not to say, because we get this idea in our head, you know, multiple streams of income. But we think that that means I got the chicken shack and the daycare and the car wash. And we got 90 different things and don't nothing match up. Right. But the thing is, is, no, it's still going to be something in my brand. I'm just putting my blinker on, my turning signal, so that way you can see I'm about to move over into a different lane. Right. Now, does that mean that's not necessarily saying I got to broadcast it in the world? We you know I'm about to start doing this. But when I see, again, from having those conversations, that my audience needs something a little different and it's not off-brand, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm going to learn what I need to learn. I'm going to put that turn signal on, and I'm going to move over. And so for me, when I first did my rebrand in 2016, I became a certified life coach. Right. Why? Because that was what my audience needed. They needed life coaching. They had gone through abuse. Most of them were very fearful because of the stigma of going to a a, a therapist, um, the stigma of going to a counselor. They just needed somebody to confide in. But then I found that, guess what? Not only did they need that, but now they're like looking at, you know, I have these dreams on the shelf. What do I do with them? Right. So then I went back and I got my, my business coaching license. Right. And why? Because now, they, you know, now, okay, I'm helping you with the life coach and I'm supporting you through that. But now you got these dreams on the shelf because once you start to find your voice, you start looking at those, those books and notebooks that are, you know, collecting dust. Right. Now you start thinking, what can I really do? How, you know, how far can I really go with this? So I went ahead and I went back and got that certification, you know, and then on top of that, I went back and got even more certification and taken even more classes. Why? Because I want them to be able to have whatever it is they need. Now, am I stepping too far out of my comfort zone? I'm stepping way out of my comfort zone. But am I stepping too far out of my brand? I'm not. Yes. Because it's all centered around finding and loving your voice to the fullest. And so I'm going to love my voice when it comes to my life, my personal life, my family life, my emotional health, and my business. I love that. So when it's changing out of these, are adjusting your voice beneficial or not beneficial? It's beneficial if you do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's beneficial if you're going to be all in with it. It's not beneficial if you're just doing it to get another income. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not. 
The same way it's not beneficial for somebody who, who signs up for an MLM. They sign up for Avon or for Cincy because they're like, oh, yes, this is another income. And then they don't realize the, the strategy and the actual, that is work. They don't realize the marketing and promoting that goes into it. Right. They, you know, they just signed on. And then what happens? You end up with all this extra product. You end up not making any money. And, and then where are you then? So you have so many people that in their own business and whatever entrepreneurship they're doing, that's where they are. Right. You know, they took on all this extra stuff thinking it was going to bring in extra money. And then they thought, you know, oh, yeah, I can make it happen and I can do this and I can bring in this. It doesn't always work that way. Right. I know for me, I do video edits. Mm-hmm. I do video clips and video edits. For um, I do them for myself. I do them for one of my clients. So I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and just start another, you know, a side business. Right. And it's bringing in a couple hundred bucks, you know, an extra couple hundred bucks a week, um, a cup, cup, anywhere from a thousand to two thousand dollars a month. Right. Let me go ahead and do that, and and that's great. Well, no, it wasn't great. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because it puts a strain on you because guess what? That is a whole separate business. And people want everything and anything. And they're always asking questions. It was a wreck. Granted, they were still getting their stuff. And I was giving them a 48-hour turnaround time. And they loved the videos. But it was taking a toll on me. And I had to go back and say, if it's affecting my main business, I can't do that right now. Right. Well, can I still do video clips for my clients? Yes. If my clients say, hey, coach, can you do a video clip of X, Y, and Z for me? Great. I'll go ahead, do some clips, send them an invoice, and keep it moving because that's something simple in the moment. But if I got to go and do 20 people in a week, 10 (laughs) people, and oh, no, that's when I'm going... I'm just crossing lanes with no turning signal, creating all types of ruckus on the highway. Uh -uh, We can't do that. Right. So in the beginning stages of establishing an individual with them establishing their own voice, according to the needs of their brands, should they have a plan in place? Should they begin with a plan? So, So the plan comes in where... I I need to know, and this is what I always tell people, I need to know, people need to know who I am, who I serve, and how I serve. Mm -hmm. So whatever plan I put into place needs to tell people who I am, who I serve, and how I serve. Right. And if it doesn't, what ends up happening is if they know who I am and don't know how I serve, then then they just know me. They just know my name. Mm-hmm. If they know how I serve, but they don't really know who I am, they're not going to buy from me because people know from buy from who they know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. And so it's that combination of the three that puts you in a position to gain access to, to revenue coming in for your business. Right. So I, this is the thing. And we have this, this uh, I guess, this, this other lie that we kind of believe mm-hmm. that if I show up, one time, people are going to buy my stuff. Right. It don't work that way. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) (laughs) It don't work that way. And in all actuality, it takes repetition. It Mm -hmm. takes consistency. 
But when you think about somebody actually making an, a like a huge, like a nice size investment with you, mm-hmm. they have been following you and hearing you or connected with you for at least a year. Yes. Mm-hmm. We wear no less than six months. Mm-hmm. I love that. Or more. So going into the next segment, this leads to the next question. Explain from your perspective the importance of telesummits and why and what are telesummits? So if you've just established the building blocks of finding your own voice, building your own voice and being active in your own voice, how would telesummits be an additional area of expanding your business through your own voice? So telesummits are like, people call it, you know, in a game, they call it an Easter egg. It's that little extra thing that people don't know it's there. Mm -hmm. When they find out and realize how important it is or how great it can be for them, everybody's excited about it. Like other people are like trying to find out about it. And so that's what telesummits are. Literally, you have so many things that you can do when it comes to a telesummit. You give yourself more experience as a speaker. Mm -hmm. You expand your network when it comes to potential clients as well as your network of other people you connect with because you can connect with the other speakers. And then the biggest thing, the biggest thing is that it creates that, that moment of you are the expert in this industry and that's why you're on this summit. Yes, I love it. And so it's that jewel. It's that it's that five dollars that was found in the washer. You know, it's that right, it's that right. thing that really <laughs> when, once you find out, you're like, oh, oh, I could have been doing this. Right. Because people are always doing telesummits. They do virtual summits. They call it so many different things. Right. And you could have people from all over the world on one telesummit. Right. And then what do you what happens? All of your followers and their followers are all coming together. Right. So you have the potential to expand your market. You have the potential to um, give yourself a global uh, community. You have the option to do so many things. But people get stuck because they're like, oh, no, I got to talk on screen and on camera. Right. it, It helps, though. It, it definitely does a lot for your business. I love that. So is there a difference from your perspective of live streaming and doing telesummits, or are they one and the same? Is that just like what you just discussed, different names, but kind of the same action? So the telesummit is literally a virtual conference. Right. It can be a day. It can be five days. There's Some people have made them a week long. Um Yes, I've even seen some that were almost a month long with all types of speakers. Right. But it's a virtual it's a virtual stomach. Whereas going live mm-hmm. should be more of a of a consistent, hey, I have a daily routine. I'm gonna right. go and, you know, talk to my community about this. I have a daily routine, I'm gonna talk to my community about that, or I have a daily tip that I'm always going to come to them with some daily motivation. So live streaming is building the community. Telesummits give you an opportunity to expand your community. I love that. So you're building the community. That means you're asking questions. That means they get to ask you questions. Um, 
from going live, I get people to know, like, and trust me. Whereas on the Telesummit, I may get them on my email list because they may sign up for a freemium. Right. And maybe, you know, they may sign up for a tip sheet or a webinar that I may be doing. And people, you know, go around and go, okay, well, oh, I never really knew that. That's, it's, it's kind of simple. Okay, I got right. it now. I get right. it. But it literally, it's, both of them are tools that can expand your business to a whole nother level. But the live stream is more of I'm building this relationship. Right. This telesummit is a one and done deal, you know, or I do somebody's telesummit here. I do somebody else's telesummit there. It's a one and done deal. But that live streaming is I'm consistently building up that relationship. Well, I love that. And and what you're saying is absolutely true because um, we're in a group together. And that's one way how I discovered you is because you are consistent with live streaming. And I thought, okay, she is an expert in what she's saying. Let's have this conversation. Let me get her on the podcast. I think that we can collaborate and really help further both of our messages. So what you're saying... I support 1000% because that is definitely what attracted me to you um, initially. So let's talk about meetups. You advocate that they are great opportunities to network and they are low cost and they're free. When branding or rebranding a business, should one be mindful of inexpensive ways that are effective and carry a lot, but they carry a large impact for your, uh, for your business? Because that kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about how that we don't want to misrepresent who we are and what we're trying to achieve. So some people may not think that, okay, I got I have to pay these large amounts to build this platform. So how could meetups or these low cost and free opportunities help us build our business? So meetups are great. Now, meetups can be a group of 10. It can be a group of 200. It can be a group of 2,000. Right. We determine what meetups are going to be the best opportunities. And when I say meetups, meetups can be networking events. It can be live events that we go to. Right. Um, it can be just a local meetup. There's local places in your area. Local libraries have meetups and, you know, different things like that. Um, some of the local colleges have meetups. So it's just a matter of what it is that you're trying to achieve. Right. Uh, one of the things that I found, though, especially with me going back to remember, I am the introvert. So yes. <laughs> I am the one quiet normally in the back of the room. Right. But I really found that I went to an event in San Diego, and it was for podcasters. And I said, I'm going to go. Not only am I going to go, I'm going to show up. And that was like the, the, (laughs) that was the inner monologue (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I had with myself. And I walked in the room, and it was 200 people in the room. And I said, I said I was going to show up, and that's what I'm going to do. Well, they were playing music. Now, I can dance anywhere because, listen, I love to dance. Any Mm -hmm. genre of music, I love to dance. That's great. I can do that. And I said, this is my moment. I'm going to show up. I said I would do it. I'm not going to sit in the back of the room and be that person. I go up to the front. I have my my phone, and I'm recording. And so I said I had this smart idea, right, Mm -hmm. that I was going to flip the camera so that way I could be in the shot. And that meant I had to turn around and face right. everybody in the room. Right. I turned around and I saw all of these faces. 
<laughs> and I just said to myself, keep looking at the camera, keep looking at the phone, keep looking at the camera. And it was so funny because I was like, I almost had a freak out moment because I was like, right. oh my God, everybody's looking at me. They weren't necessarily looking at me. They right, were looking at everybody that was up there. Of but in my mind, it was like all eyes were on me. Right. And, but I was still in my moment because I love to have fun. I love to dance. Yes. And so because of that thing, and this is going to be a great point that I'm going to share with you. Okay. Because of that thing that I love to do, it made me stand out. And so they were that. like, come on, come on stage with us. Come on stage with us. And I was in my mind going, wait, no, wait, no, no. Right, right. <laughs> That's right. not what I signed up for. I said I was going to show up. I'm over here, not all the way up there. But literally got on stage, danced, and from that moment forward, mm-hmm. the organizer of the event, mm-hmm. who is actually uh, the host of uh, Reinvention Radio, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, we come back from lunch. He says, where's Altavis? Mm-hmm. How did you know my name? <laughs> because you showed up. <laughs> because I showed up. That's so he right. Said, come on, come dance on stage with us. He knew my name, and it just made all the difference. And I was just like, wow, that is amazing. And even afterwards, he still remembers who I am. Because he said, I stand, he said, the one thing I remembered about you the whole time you were there was your smile. You stood out. I love because that. of your smile, like you just had this joy about you mm-hmm. the whole time you were there, and I said, "Wow, that's amazing to have somebody who's never met me before and say, "Wow, you stand out just because of your smile." I love that. I love that. That's, that's amazing. amazing. Out of a room of two hundred, out of a room and this of is why it, it was so <laughs> it was so interesting because when we think about going to an event. We often think about the numbers. We think about the crowd. But I told people, you know, at one of my events, I said, you know, when you're going to a networking event, this is what I chose to start doing. I'm going to either bring my personality with me or I'm going to find somebody in the room with my personality. I love that. Can you share with us, Altavis, because we're running out of time, um, a website or a contact, how we can get in contact with you? Yes, definitely. You can connect with me on social media by going to at Find Your Voice Now. And then also, you know, as an entrepreneur, I always tell people, listen, sometimes we just need a little support. We need, sometimes yes. we need a little love. In yes, we do. Sometimes we, we do. just need a little heart, a little love. That's it. Mm-hmm. So if that's what you need, then by all means, always reach out. Um, bit.ly forward slash talk to Altavis. I would love to get on the phone with you and let's just talk about what is it that you really need because sometimes you don't really need the classes and sometimes you just need that support. You're absolutely right. I love that. I love that. I am 
so elated to have participated in, in this show today. I know that someone somewhere was touched by this wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much to the Savvy Speaks podcast guest, the other queen of the round table, Altavis Pelser, leveraging the power of your unique voice for your business, who you can find out more about at this about this powerhouse at www.iamlisanobles.com. And as a bonus, please visit www.iamlisanobles.com slash resources HTML, where you can receive free podcast resources for downloading the show today. I love you. I truly do. And thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for being an active leader, listener. Sorry about that. And remember, remember my mantra, as I always say, you are, you are a unique combination of experiences, clothes and purpose, strength and destiny. Have a blessed week. I love you. I really do. I'll see you right here next time on the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Online at imlisanobles.com and on Facebook and Instagram at EWOFP. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. And we'll catch you next time on Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Activate, motivate, inspire.